This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 113. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. If you'd rather watch and listen, you'll find a video of this episode in the show notes at topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 113. Well, I count myself very privileged to coach and mentor some amazing real estate performers. In the last 12 months, I've worked with everyone from real estate rookies in their first year or two to million dollar performers, industry leaders and business owners. And when you're constantly exposed to so many top agents, you get to discover some valuable ideas and principles. Success leaves clues, as they say, and we live in amazing times where we can get access to so many top agents and learn from their strategies and benefit from their experience. But there's something more that sets a million-dollar agent apart. There's a silent force at work behind the scenes ready to take action and create opportunities. There's a restless energy that understands competition and the power of focusing on the things that generate results. It's almost like a high-performance engine that sits idling, just waiting for someone to press the throttle. In this episode, I'm going to connect you with someone who can put you in the room with a bunch of million-dollar agents so you can pick up on their energy, ideas, and strategies. If you're in Australia, it's happening this May. I always love catching up with today's guest. He's a gifted marketer and his work inspires and motivates thousands of agents. And I think you're going to enjoy this session. In fact, he's got a theory that all million dollar agents have just four things in common. He's going to take us through each one and share some proven actions that help top agents get massive results. All that and more coming up. The next time you need professional real estate marketing flyers, letters or cards, don't ask your graphics people for an estimate or try to create something great in a Word doc. Instead, head over to Jiggler.com and set up a free account. Jiggler is the online creative marketing tool for agents and it's jammed with proven templates including flyers, cards, stationery, letters and awesome social media posts. And it's so easy to use. If you can drive your Facebook page, you can drive Jiggler. So say goodbye to expensive graphic design bills, wasting time with clunky programs and marketing ideas that don't work, and say hello to Jiggler. Set up your free account today at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, Glenn Twiddle, good morning. How are you, buddy? Morning, Ray. How's the world over there? The world is good. Uh, the world is cold. So it's uh, <laughs> it's April 10 and it's meant to be 10 degrees and it's like zero or something like that. So. Oh, my goodness. D- mate, with you over there, have you converted and you talk Fahrenheit or are you still no. a Celsius man? No, Canadians, <laughs> Canadians are very much Celsius, Glenn. So um, uh, it's our ah. American friends that are stuck <laughs> in the imperial world. So... Um, <laughs> And, and more recently, the big, I don't know whether you heard, but uh, a couple of years back, uh, NASA recalibrating a re-entry of a satellite or something totally fluffed it up because they did it in imperi- Imperial and not, metro- and not metric, <laughs> and they smoked this gajillion-dollar piece of uh, rocketing hardware. So 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think Elon would have done that. No. Um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got some exciting things coming up. Um, I want to get into I want to get into these four success principles that uh, are common with million dollar agents. But just before we do that, can you tell me about your event that's coming up in May? I think it's a national. You're going on the road. You're getting the band back together. Yeah, like the Blues Brothers, mate. Yes. Um, tell me what's happening. Uh, well, it's it's interesting. It was almost I was forced to by by the marketplace, and I'm a, I don't know if I'm just being obedient or being a sucker. But we did this big event with Josh Altman, the Million Dollar Listing guys. We brought in Luis Ortiz from Million Dollar Listing New York, and and a dozen or so Australian million dollar performers, Matt Steinway and Chris Gilmore, and a bunch of our mutual friends, Ray, and um, all of them at the million dollar mark or above, right. and it went great, guns. I mean, and and the amount of activity on Facebook and everything. Every other city in the country saw what was going on, of course, on, on Facebook. And we even had some people fly in from America, which was interesting, to attend the event as attendees. Yep. Um, and then, so, so I had a bunch of people from Sydney, from Melbourne, from, from Adelaide, from Perth say, oh, what about us? Can you bring it on the road? And um, so I put together a road version of the same thing. So we are taking that principle on the road where everyone who's going to be training the audience is at that mark that arbitrarily, I suppose, the market is considered million dollar agent to be a thing. Not that it's yep. necessarily the benchmark or whatever. It just sounds like the industry has made it a thing. Yep. So we sort of drew that line in the sand that, okay, if that's the thing and if that's the benchmark, if that's the maybe Olympic qualifying, so to speak, you know, because it's Commonwealth Games here right now, yep. um, then then that's kind of the benchmark. So uh, we've, because I found it, I found it fascinating that it really is interesting that those people at that event around the country, headlined by, um, you know, Celebrity Apprentices, Mark Burris. So we are taking a, a celebrity business mentor with us on the road, uh, and I'm sure he's hit the seven-figure mark a time or two. Um, then, uh, yeah. But I found it's really interesting for the audience to hear firsthand from four, five, $12 million performers, all whom got their very different ways with different tactics and different skill sets, and the differences are the things that you can pick and choose from, but the things that the audience want to take as compulsory are the things they've got in common. So I'm loving that we get the chance to take that sort of thinking, that sort of lineup around the country so that agents all around the country can kind of pick the brains of these guys that have really cracked the code of what it takes to, to kill it in these uncertain times because yeah. industry is yeah. under attack in many yeah. ways and yeah, yet these totally. seven-figure earners aren't hurting as much as others might be. So tell me, can you reel off your dates and and uh, and cities? Do you know specifically where you are or, or where uh, do we go to book? Where do we go to find yeah. out? Um, MillionDollarAgentSummit.com.au and it's in okay. the first week of May, May 8 awesome. through 11. All right. Too easy. I'm going to put those, uh, I'm going to put that link in the show notes. We'll get that crackling as well. Um, Thanks, Ray. Before you get into these things, because you and I have been doing this for years, and and a lot of people would say we regurge the same car car, right? So <laughs> a lot of people would say, yeah, well, that's just another way of looking at at that, and 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 maybe it is, and maybe it's not. I like a fresh approach. Um, for instance, I love a woman's approach on on success in real estate, and goodness knows we need to profile more more of our awesome ladies in real estate, um, which I'm working on. Um, but at the same time, if if we're profiling these these legends, these real estate rock stars, uh, and and these you know these guys are doing so well, 
what's what's the best way to to pick up on that, Glenn? Cutting through because because we can hear a Chris Gilmore on stage or a or a Josh Altman or or these guys, and we're pumped. You know, we're we're in awe. Uh, it's amazing, and they're and they're you know they're literally uh, uh, walking the talk, etc. How do we convert that? What's do you have any hacks? And I'm, I've, I'm we haven't rehearsed this, and I'm asking you this. No, flying without a net, bro. But that's cool. <laughs> it's the world's longest question. Um, <laughs> give us some tips on on converting all of that awesome intel and all that content and all that gold into results. Yeah. Um. What I love, Ray, is that you and I are probably better students than most of our students, so to speak. What I'm saying by that is. I know from our history together, and certainly many of our audience members, if they know of me, know that, you know, if they're watching the YouTube version of this, they're seeing my library behind me, um, that, that thousands of hours of study, in my case, I added it up, 8,000 hours and counting have gone into my brain to make it worth something. And that's three hours-ish a day still to this day where mm-hmm. I'm learning from experts around the world. Like your good self, I've got, I've got many an hour of Ray Wood going in my head in that 8,000 oh, awesome. hours of oh, learning uh, various things. Pumping up so, my tyres. <laughs> but, but we can't stay still because if we aren't learning and continuing our education, then, yeah, we are like yesteryear still churning out the same old, same old. Yep. But there's two parts to that question, Ray. One is... Those age-old principles are still going to be sound no matter where our audience member is at, meaning Jim Rowan that I learned from, and there's a bunch of Jim Rowan back there, when he says, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better, that is still as true today as it was when he first uttered it back in the 80s. We might interpret that as, you know, for, for our friends in Perth or for our friends in Sydney who are just coming off the boil. They've had a couple of years where it's just been insane. You put a property on the market, you get multiple offers of six offers. Mm-hmm. And now that it's, it's becoming maybe, that it, you know, I had a, a client from Sydney just telling me now, he's fascinated that he had two opens this weekend and he didn't have 10 multiple offers on each of them. Yep. And I'm thinking, and he's lamenting and wishing for the, for the market to be better. And I'm like, no, no, don't wish the market was better. Wish you were better. Yeah. Because there are people still transacting properties no matter what the conditions of the market. So what I would say is be on the lookout for principles that are sound, that were sound when you first heard them when Zig Ziglar uttered them in the 80s, that are still sound, but look for new school ways to execute those principles, meaning the new way to execute um, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Maybe, Maybe it used to be do more buyer runs by locking a buyer in the back seat of your car, whacking down the locks on the back of the car and driving them around until they bought something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the way back in the 90s. Um, the new way of executing that, that principle is get a dominant position on Facebook so that every time your marketplace logs into Facebook on their newsfeed, they are seeing something educational from you and so they are indelibly linked to your personal brand and they feel like they know you as a person because of your social media blueprint. Yeah, you're adding value. and, and, And everywhere in between. So the principle is the same. But it's a vastly new executable tactic that we use because we're now using this stupid thing because this is what everyone's glued to sitting in the coffee shops. They're no longer lovingly thumbing through the courier mail anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so the tactics change and we need to be on the lookout for the best and the current tactics 
that a leader is is employing nowadays, like a Matt Steinwaiter, Chris Gilmore, and Aaron Shiner, whomever that million-dollar performer might be. Because if they're still performing today at that million-dollar level, they must be doing something right or have done something right. Yeah. And there are people like them and me and you that are always on the lookout, yeah. you know, for those things that can have us current and executing those amazing principles that will never change because our brains aren't going to evolve that quick. But what will evolve is our tactics with which we move towards those those principles. Yeah, totally agree. Um, my analogy, Glenn, is is uh, is like filling up your car with with good with good gas with good petrol. Um, mm. I think a lot of people in real estate think they only need to do it once and it's going to run forever when the reality is that you're going to run out of gas sooner or later, you're going to run out of juice and, and you need to put the best stuff back in there that you possibly can. And a quick sidebar on on another point you just made and yeah, we're getting this market softening, markets changing and uh, a lot of people in real estate have only ever known Clover have only ever known, you know, dark chocolate. It's it's amazing. Only ever known well, the good. What time. happens to clover in the summer? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Gets prickles in it, doesn't it, right? Right. <laughs> so um, what they need to do is get better at managing their sellers' expectations and help them understand what's going on. That's a totally new issue. Well, but uh, and, and yeah, you, but you're right, Ray. It's about becoming. If you've only ever lived in 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 um you know in in Brisbane. Yep, and you move to wherever you are, Ray, where you're saying it's zero degrees all the time. Best you adapt to buying a jumper. So mm-hmm. you need to be adaptable no matter where you are, and that market is always going to be cyclical. Yep. So if you want a longevity of a career and be able to weather the storms that are going to be pushed at us through these third-party interrupters, through these discounting and hybrid model type agents, you better develop a full-rounded skill set, not just be able to run a good open home put together a couple of offers and drive those offers around and call yourself a negotiator and a marketer. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Let's get into your four points, your four pillars. Count them off for us. Let's, let's yeah. get into it. Well, the first one is um, most of the million-dollar performers either artificially, which is in the when, when I say artificially, I don't mean that. It's either by intent or by natural it just happened but in one of two ways see in my way i engineer this to happen with intent to happen on purpose to happen with i suppose um, volition i don't know if that word works but we do it on purpose we do it on purpose but in some cases it happened organically it just happened through being in the industry 10 15 years or whatever the case may be and it just happens but they've all got a position in the eyes of the consumer as being more than just an average commodity type salesman, meaning they're not just a salesman that if that salesman is on holidays, I'll just take whoever you've got. They've positioned themselves as a specialist, but even the next step up that ladder, a celebrity specialist, bordering on a local community icon. Not necessarily like a, you know, um, a John McGrath or, or a Josh Altman who is a celebrity version of what it is we do in a, in a real estate sense almost to the general public yep. because, you know, they've been on television, you know, Josh Altman on Million Dollar Listing and, uh, you know, John McGrath on shows like The Block and Shark Tank, etc. Um, but at a local level, many of these million dollar performers can't go shopping to Woolworths 
but like some of my guys have reported back to me that Jodie Curran, for example, her kids have promised her if they take her shopping, she has to promise she won't talk to anyone because if she lets it go, she'll be stopped by everyone and it'll take two to three hours because so many people just want to have a bit of a chat to her. Like if Sylvester Stallone or Schwarzenegger went down to the local Walmart they couldn't do it. They would be inundated. Well, to a lesser degree, these million-dollar performers have etched out a position of celebrity, of authority, and that's not meaning they dictate, they, they tell people what to do, but they have a position in their marketplace where they are respected, heaven forbid, even listened to, as opposed to that position that a normal salesman has, which is mistrust. They sit there with folded arms going, Oh, come on then, what stick have you got, Mr. Salesman? You know what I mean? And yeah. Um, so yeah. whether that happened by 10 years of great results in the business, uh, you know, um, like Matt Steinway just is, is 20 plus years and I've spent, uh, you know, Matt and I just got back off uh, doing a day with Matt in a couple of cities, you know, and the respect that that man has in his area, because I've been down to Terrigal, he is looked up to, but his in no way was organic, was, it was engineered. His happened organically over the person he was over a couple of decades, you know. But he is a celebrity. He walks down the street and he is revered in, in some ways. And, and that's even extended not only in his local area but to us as a real estate industry. That man is looked up to by us. Yep. As opposed to someone like, a, you know, we mentioned our friend Chris Gilmore. Um, that was engineered. We, that was in no way organic. We made that happen from day dot when he started because I've been his coach for nine years now. We just celebrated our ninth year. We're coming up on a decade. That poor bugger's been putting up with me yelling. And um, that was completely You're going to take him architect. out to dinner? Yeah, we'll have to, mate. I think I owe him that. <laughs> yeah. I'm in bromance. But, no, we engineered that from day dot. Of course we you took, did. What does, what does um, Matt Steinway have in common with Aaron Shiner because we both looked up to Aaron Shiner as we were growing in our in our field. Your mutual our mutual friend Aaron, your business partner. Yep. We looked. At, what does Aaron Shiner have in common with Matt Steinman? Have in common with James Tostman? Have in common with these million dollar celebrity performers? And then we took the elements of other celebrities in a general sense. You know, as we look around the room, I still pinch myself that I'm in I'm in the position that there's Richard Branson on stage cutting my tie and Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you know, working out with me at Gold's Gym. You know, I, I'm honoured that I, I've had the honour of spending some time up close and personal with genuine celebrities. So you engineered that. You engineered that. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Good, great example. Completely. Yep. So, yeah. And, and so... Um, so, yeah, we, that was completely engineered. And then not only did I do it for myself within the real estate training space, because there are so many, you know, back in the day, Ray, I remember when I was a student of yours, there were only a few games in town. There was kind of yourself, there was Lee Woodward, <laughs> there was Michael Sheargold, and maybe that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was yeah. two, three or four games in town that you could even talk about. Now, the ratio of real estate trainers to real estate agents is approaching one-to-one. -one. No. Like everyone can have their own coach and no one doubles up. Um, but, but that's a competitive market. So I had to it's make a myself thing. a celebrity, Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, in order to uh, stand out in the crowd. And similarly, those agents that are at the Million Dollar Performer found a way to do so, to be seen as more than just another salesman. We make our own luck. Hmm. Definitely. I think. Yeah, and this that well, I don't think any of us have got a twenty year like a Matt. Um, even an Aaron. Aaron, your friend um Aaron 
well, our friend, I love the guy. You know, I've spent so much time with Aaron. Some of his legendary has rubbed off on me, I think, because I love yeah. his enthusiasm and his energy. Um, Aaron told me he didn't really start to see his stride in his numbers for five to ten years. Yeah, Matt Steinway yeah. definitely told me ten years. Yeah. Well, we haven't got time to wait ten years anymore for us to start to hit our numbers. You know, we just cracked our first million dollar performer in this first year, young Brent Baston over in New Zealand. Now, there was a series of right place, right time elements than that, that no one in his town of Tauranga had ever seen anything like the way we do it. So he got some traction very quickly. But a million in his first year, I'd never heard of that until Brent. Mm, um, and, uh, and Chris did 880 in his second year and a million in his third. So the speed, when we engineer it and we kind of architecture it rather than waiting it for it to happen by natural selection, so to speak, we can, if you do the right things in the right way, with the right person that you are, so the right person, the right tactics, executing the right things, can get traction remarkably quickly uh, to a marketplace. Because the marketplace often doesn't care that that, that that shop has been there for 20 years, just so long as that shop can do what it needs to do, that marketplace will go and buy from that brand. Yep. Quicker than ever before, I think, in today's market. I don't think there's brand loyalty as much in any industry that much anymore. So I think we have to show that value and show uh, different things than just, oh, yeah, we've got a 100-year track record and that's enough for today's consumer. Yeah. don't think it is any. Yeah. If you were going to start on that track, I'm, I'm just, I, don't want to, I just don't want to get off point one just for a sec I and I don't want to draw this out, but um, I maintain that the quickest way from A to B is to start to gather these contacts, uh, two things, make these contacts, make these new connections uh, and, and keep in touch with them. I mean, if you or I speak with, um, and I did an in interview with him recently, uh, Adrian Bowe from Sydney, from McGraw's. Love him. He's, he's uh, on the tour. Yeah, he's okay. coming around. Yeah, what, I a, love the guy. what a magic guy. Talk, talk about great energy and just a total pro, you know. Like um, I've seen mm -hmm. some of those video, videos with him and Tom Panos, just friggin' awesome. I love those. Um, but he's, his whole KPI, Glenn, is... Is contacts? Is it's yep. not it's not listings? It's not appraisals? It's not sales? His his uh, his thing is we want 150 contacts a month. Now, what do I need to do to engineer that uh, yes. and bring those into his into his bucket into his CRM? Uh, then he's working on them. And you know, like you talk about a market softening and a market changing, that's when a great CRM and a database is really going to come into its own when things change. Oh, Ray, I mean, you are jumping the gun on point number two they've got in common, so Sorry. let's move straight on to it. So I agree a million percent. Well, I, love I don't that. know We're your points, by the way. Just... I get it, yeah, and that's beautiful that Ray doesn't know the things I've identified and he's identified one, which is magnificent. And it, it, also, it also gives me the rare opportunity because Ray and I are, uh, you know, because he's on the other side of the world. We're not in the room at the same time as often for me to just smack him upside the head and, and give him a hug at the same time <laughs> and say, Ray, gave me the four greatest words that changed my life. That if you follow those four words that Ray has said, I even Googled those four words to see if Ray stole them from someone else because if Ray stole them from someone else, then I would be okay with stealing them from Ray without giving credit. But given that he made them up, including in my book, when I quote you in my book, Ray, I give you credit in my book. I give you credit every time I say these four words. Because you follow these four words, you win. I don't care who you are and what you are. You follow these four words, you win. And these are Ray Wood's words, dream big, take names. If you can do those 
two things. Dream big, so set a vision of what you want and make it big. A case in point, working out at Gold's Gym. Oh, shit, I've dropped my camera. (laughs) (laughs) Flying without a net here, Ray. Definitely flying without a net here. It's all right. It's all right. But um, so I'm getting enthusiastic about your four (laughs) words, Ray. You can't edit that bit out. Don't drop me. That bit there, that that shows the passion. Um, yeah, it's so, so, so true. I agree. But, but, I, um, but, but, but working out with, with the Schwarzenegger and all of that, that's dreaming as big as I can. Yeah. And then the way to get to those dreams is take names. Yeah. Adrian Bow, case in point. Yeah. Totally. So, man, those four are the greatest. Ray, if you haven't got a book called that, you need to. I'm on it. Those four words are the greatest. That needs to be your book title. And let me put the pressure on you, Ray. I'm being your coach for a minute. If uh-huh. you don't release a book called Dream Big, Take Names, I'm you going will. to. <laughs> all right? Okay. All right. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm all over it like a fat kid on a smarty. But it's, but it's one, and it's case in point of Adrian Bow. What they've got in common is they aren't reliant on catching and killing today. I call it the future bank. When you meet six people at an open home this weekend, Well, if you play your cards right, if you're nice, if you build rapport with those six people, none of whom buy the house, none of whom have a listing right now, three of whom live local and three of whom are visiting and just thinking about investing in the place, right? Nothing descript about any of these people. And you think it's the normal $60,000 because the average in Queensland here earns less than $60,000 in take-home income to their their bank account, $108,000. GCI is the REIQ's number given out, I think, last year for gross commission average in Queensland. Uh So if it's 108 gross, that means it's 54-odd net to the agent if they're on a 50-50. And so the average $54,000 earner would think that is a wasted open home. Damn it, no one bought the house and I didn't get a listing, right? Those are the two things they're on the lookout for. And rightly so, they should be on the lookout for those things. But the factor that they've missed is the fact that you've now got six people. Who knows what they're going to be doing for the next 5, 10, 20 or 30 years. So if you saw those six people as a relationship that you are going to build for the next 20 years and 20 years from now, they're going to engage your services, you're going to help them do something in real estate, whatever that happens to be, and you're going to come with an attitude of serving and they're going to put a commission check in your pocket five years from now, mm-hmm. 10 years from now. And if you thought more like that, like Adrian Bow does, like all of my guys do, because if my guys don't, they very quickly get it yelled at them until they do. Because oh, I'm a very good hypnotist, Ray. I hypnotize them into thinking, yes, this is future bank money. You earned, even if only half of those three, let's be, let's be realistic. Let's not just say that six people come in and all six are going to use you, even though Shit, we should strive for 100%. But what if only three of them do something with you over the next 10 years, if you diligently follow up with masterful use of a CRM, et cetera, et cetera? Um, what if three of them did? Then that wasn't a wasted open home. You earned $30,000 in GCI, of which you get to bank 15000 of that. So are you treating those relationships like $5,000? Here's how I think... Um, And I've only just sort of, I'm working on this analogy that I'm going to install into my guys sooner rather than later. But Ray, you're the first one to hear it um, for your podcast listeners. If you loaned someone five grand, 
how diligently would you follow them up? Now, you might not be on the phone every minute saying, hey, Ray, about that five, mate. You might not be like that. They might be a friend of yours, right? But every time you see them, you'd say, hey, man, look, I'm really glad I could help you out with that five. Just let us know when you're good with it. But no rush, mate. First time, be nice and gentle. Second time, it might be, hey, um, yeah, man, uh, how'd you go with that thing you needed the five for? Did that all work out for you? You know? <laughs> And then, but you'll then never you're then you're channeling Robert De Niro for number three. Yeah, that, that's exactly. <laughs> but are you ever Ray just gonna um, let that friend acquaintance slip away, forget to ever contact them ever again, and then just when they list with someone else, when they pay back someone else the five grand you loaned them, and you see them proudly on Facebook saying, "Mate, I'm just looking after my mum here." Oh, no, not my mum because you'd understand that. I, I, I just gave five grand to my favourite charity, and I'm really proud of me giving my five. You know what I mean? Yep. You just yep. sit there and go, "What?" Well, that's the equivalent of them listing with someone else. Yeah. I've given your future bank money to someone else because you didn't do a good job following up. I like to say, Glenn, uh, if you lose a listing, let's say you, your average uh, fee is ten grand. If you lose a listing, I believe it's four times. Uh, you, you've lost your ten grand. You've given it to your competitor. You're, you're basically funding their their enterprise and their business, and you're missing one, two, or even potentially more listings that you would have got from having that first listing over the next twelve, eighteen months. Oh, so, sure. so the cost is enormous. So anything yeah. you can do, change a topic to, uh, slightly sidebar, but anything you can do to make sure you get the listing is totally important. Oh, agreed. And Ray, what I, I kind of, because I love that analogy and you're absolutely right, that one listing often, I remember there was one listing of Michael Spillane's that he, heaven forbid, had to discount a little bit. He discounted yep. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he didn't be, he wasn't a listing snob saying, oh no, I wouldn't get out of bed for that. He did it for heaven forbid, go gecko fees, he likes yep. to call. You know, yep. he did it for about that money. Yep. And he measured what that one thing, because the client needed it understood that Michael was discounting, understood that he doesn't do it all the time for everyone, understood that he didn't have to, yeah. and yet he did. And the the psychological indebtedness that client felt towards Michael resulted in multiple referrals that led to multiple listings. And Michael tracked that one discount of like three or four grand over the course of the next few years, $400,000 and counting is in Michael's bank account because of that one. So what I would say is, to go on your analogy, Ray, if your $100,000 in cash, and imagine it was cash, right? Uh, maybe your podcast people could put cash in my hand here, Ray. I don't know. We're talking about the visuals here, <laughs> <laughs> primarily an audio podcast. So imagine um, there was 100 grand and you left it sitting on reception and you had to go get a cup of coffee. And then you come back with your cup of coffee, ready to get your 100 grand to take it to the bank. And you notice your competitor walk in with that smarmy look on his face. Grab your hundred and you're so paralyzed with fear you can't do anything about it. Grab your hundred, wink at you, thank you for your lack of skill and walk out with your hundred and there's nothing you could do about it. Mm -hmm. What would you say to yourself? You know, um, you certainly wouldn't say what I've heard people say, "Ah, ah, there's another one around the corner. Shucks. Darn it, I missed a listing. You wouldn't say shucks. You'd say something that probably reminds with sh- rhymes with shucks, but it wouldn't be shucks. You'd say, and, what, did I, what did I learn from that and how do I prevent uh, that from happening again? Will, and the million-dollar performer, sure. yeah. 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 million performer would say, I will never let that happen again. Yep. That thing that I lost on, I will train morning, noon, and night to never allow that 
to be the thing that gets in my way again. Okay. And there's probably only four or five things that'll ever kill you. You get those four or five things diligently trained for it with the passion as if your competitor stole a hundred grand from you, knowing that's on the line, you're not going to get beaten too much. So number two is take um, names. Yeah, take names. Like as in it's all in the same take names, but then treat them like they are a future bank. Yep. Follow them up according to the fact that if you do it the right way. Now, if you just lo loan the five grand and every minute I just text you, Ray, need my five, Ray, need my five, Ray, need my five. Eventually, our relationship will be so worthless to you, you'll put me on block without paying me back because you won't care that you're sacrificing the relationship for the five grand. You'll say, Fuck him, I don't want to talk to him. Oh, excuse me. Beep, beep me out. But you you won't care enough about the relationship to pay back the five grand. You'll just yep. I'll be out. Yep. So you need to follow up in a way that maintains relationship, rapport, uh, and um and all of that stuff. Mixing up the media, like um, you know, using software like Locked On, where it can send out an SMS and then three weeks later it can send out a letter, then two weeks later it can send out an email, then two weeks later it reminds you to just give them a quick phone call, a very gentle phone call. So taking names, following up in a way that's non-real estate douchebaggy, if you will, yep. so that eventually five years from now when they do need a real estate agent, they call you, they only call you, they market the way you recommend, they pay your fee without putting up too much of a fight or any fight at all, and everything's good, yep. you know? Yep, 100%. Yep. Love it. Love it. Okay, so we've covered off on one, we've covered off on two. What's number three? Well, we've also set Ray Wood the challenge of writing the book Dream Big, Take Names, and okay. <laughs> who's, who's, whose name is at the bottom of that book on Amazon within... Let's give him a year to write it and a year to publish it. So within two years, they'll either be Dream Big, Take Names by Ray Wood or Dream Big, Take Names by Glenn Twiddle. Okay, deal. So there you go. One of those two things. <laughs> I love it. Um, now, uh, the, the next one is um, it does lead from the other one. There's a book up there behind me called Jab, 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 Right Hook. There's another Very book deep. up there yep. The Thank You Economy, um, you know, both of by the same guy. And what that is is I saw on... Um, Instagram again. We mentioned Adrian Bow, who's uh, on the you know on the Million Dollar Agent Summer Tour coming live early May. Um, but <laughs> but Adrian put up a thing on his um, Instagram that really makes this point that they see themselves as an education and marketing company that happens to be in the real estate space. Yeah, and and that education and marketing company adopts the principle that Gary Vee talks about in the thank you economy and in jab, 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 right hook. And that's give a whole bunch of stuff first in any relationship. And that's in any business. So Ray, if you've got any listeners that happen to be non-real estate agents, this applies to you as well. Any business, if it gives first, genuinely gives something of genuine value, like Ray, what we're doing here, this is the sort of training, how to sell for more. Absolutely. Gives away a copy of a book, how to sell for more. Again, i got hot seller tips. Absolutely. I've got um, 10,000 copies of this book, right? I oh, believe me, there's a whole bunch that are going to sell. There's a whole bunch that are going to be used as a business card. I yep. don't give out business cards. I sign a copy of my book and I gift them a copy of the book because me giving them a copy of this book, me giving you a copy of this book, gets it on the on the shelf and then that's one little point of you feeling like 
that's a good dude. It's like it's the principle of shouting at the pub, Ray. I don't know yeah. if you've been non-Aussieized over there, but but you know how it was back when we were here. <laughs> if we were at the pub and you and I were having a drink and we caught up for a coffee and we did this podcast at the local, and I shouted uh, uh, around. And then, you know, while you were fixing up your computer, I shouted another round. Then I shouted another round, right? And, and, and the first four rounds were on me. Now, I know that many, many Aussies will be with bravado and say, mate, I'll just keep drinking your piss, mate, until, you, until we both drop. <laughs> but you and I know that there is a building psychological indebtedness to do what? To return the favour, to reciprocate. To shout back. Yep. The Aussie tradition of the shout. Yep. And to break that tradition... Think of the way we as a culture and as a society shun the person who doesn't shout back. Mm-hmm. What do we call that? We even have names like Moocha, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we society basis do not respect or tolerate the person who takes a gift, even if it's given in the spirit of being a gift, without it some way down the track, keeping a tally of who owes what and passing it back. So if you just continually are giving to a marketplace, Ray, like you and I are doing right now on this podcast, we are giving away training that you and I would very happily charge for in a consult. If someone came to us for help and said, Glenn, I need an hour of your time. Here's a thousand bucks. Can we do it? This is the sort of stuff I would be telling them at a thousand dollars an hour. So it's very, very valuable. And yet we aren't asking for a dime in return. Why is that? A, it's because we're both passionate about our subject. We would talk to anyone about it because we love it. But B, it does build up the debt in favour of us so that when, heaven forbid, we're going to ask for $30 for a copy of Punching Above Your Weight on Amazon, more people will buy that book, more people will do business with us because we've given so much in advance for free. And, Ray, you can't see it in here, but there's a Harley Davidson behind that wall over there that is testament to the fact that that principle works. My yep. clients bought chipped in yeah. and bought me a $30,000 motorcycle just because the scales were in their minds, not in mine because I didn't ask for it. They got together as a secret collective mm. and secretly conspired with my parents, with Naomi, my partner, and with 20 of them, with Chris Gilmore, with Jesse James, with all of my best clients, conspired to secretly get me a tip. And in this culture, in Australia, Ray, as you know, we don't have a tipping culture for, for a job well done. We pay for services and we that's that. Yep. They gave their coach a, I don't even know how much they paid, but I know the bike's worth 25, 30 grand, right? It's a lot and, of money. And, and that, is, that is just to weigh up the scales in their favour that they felt that I gave far more in value than they ever paid me in money because they paid me in money. They paid me good money, you know, Um, but they felt the scales needed weighing up in their head. So they shouted with psychological indebtedness, they shouted me a Harley Davidson. The principle works. You know, Zig Ziglar said it best, is it help enough people get what they want and you get everything you want. Not a bad way to think about it. No, it's not. It's not. It's perfect. Mm. It's awesome. Let's move towards wrapping up. Um, what else have we got? Anything else that you want to leave us with? Well, the fourth one, and it's a real quick one because we've got no time to deep dive on it, Ray, so maybe this is me seeding version two of this podcast in three or four months' time when we can find some time again. Okay. It's the principle of being a lifelong learner. That's okay. what it is. Yep. It's, it's the 8,000 hours behind me is that these guys that are at the top of their game are often the ones that are sitting in the front row at the seminar, you know, the ones that are sitting there with pen and paper taking notes, I remember at the Million Dollar Agent Summit just gone, 
There was Melita Bell sitting there in the second row. She was one of the speakers there doing $1.2 million as a single mum in Toowoomba, now back with her partner. Um, she's sitting there taking notes for two days. And they're, oh, do I have to get up on stage? Gets up on stage to speak. Then gets a butt back in the seat and takes notes on all the other speakers. Brent Baston was the same. Peter Gadouris was the same. All these million-dollar performers are sitting there in the audience. There's something to that. These guys are learning often lots. You know, there's a disproportionate amount of those million-dollar performers in my coaching program. Why is that? The $60,000 guy needs me more than Chris Gilmore does. Why has Chris been paying me for a decade? There's a principle there, right? Lifelong learning from everyone who'll, who'll possibly be there to teach you. And I, I pay credit to the people listening to your podcast because they get very real coaching. They pay no money for it. And if they implement it, you know, this is the sort of money, uh, coaching, Ray, that I've paid you for over the years, Yep. you know? Yep. So these guys are on the right track. They're listening to smart people who have got, uh, you know, in the case of Ray, they're listening to smart people. In the case of me, what I love, they're listening to a dumb bloke who has listened to a whole bunch of smart people so has figured out a couple of things, not because I'm in any way smart. I didn't come up with the words dream big, take names. Ray did, but I live those words. And so I get just as much benefit out of those words as Ray does. Yeah, cool. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Um, I'm, I'm already planning the first chapter. So, nice. um, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you can do a little cameo for me. I'll be. I'll be. I'll, I'll, be I'll write the cover blurb, my man. Okay. I'll be happy to write the cover blurb. These that, words changed my life. And wouldn't that be awesome? Pain. Thank you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, milliondollaragentssummit.com.au. May go to the URL. Make sure you book your place. Who's in the lineup, Glenn? Just go through again, please. Oh man, I'm just thinking. Okay, so Chris Gilmore, the aforementioned, everyone we've mentioned on this podcast so far yep. is there. Adrian. Um, Adrian Bowe, Chris Gilmore, Jody Curran, who Matt. was up to her eyeballs in credit card debt, um, you know, uh, when I met her only two or three years ago, now at that seven-figure mark, owns her own business, just amazing. Tom Carlin, um, you know, who got there in a, in a professional way rather than people like, um, you know, Chris and Jody, who kind of did it in a more outrageous marketing kind of way. Yep. Um, there's Peter Gadouris, who uh, had a real problem around fees. And I love that these guys have all solved challenges that every one of us in the industry have got. Yep. They solved those challenges because Pete had a real thing saying, no, Glenn, you don't understand. My area is different. I've got really competitive uh, competitors. I can't charge more than 1.82%. Now he's at three because he went through the process and he figured it out. So he yeah. just went from 300000 to a million. Um, uh, Jared Carmen, who, who not only himself is at a million, he's coached four of his own employees to a million-dollar mark. So he's yep. got a formula that he, and I'm honoured that I'm one of the blokes he learned it from. He, it, he's now duplicated it to his own staff members, you know. Yes. Um, Jay Stanley. I've no, have you heard of Jay? Carries no. 250 listings at any given time. Animal. He wins by sheer weight of volume of listings and the way that he gets there. So everyone gets there in a different way, right? Yeah. He still only transacts 10%, 5 to 10% of a month. When I say only, only transacts 10 to 20 properties a month. But, um, yeah, we all get there in a different way. It's like, so a bunch it's like of one animals. for every working day. That's stunning. That's yeah, the crazy guy's a beast. If, if you take the weekends off. Uh, so, buddy, thank you so much. Congrats for May. Uh, I'll get this out uh, ASAP, this, this episode. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, dream big and... Take names, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always fun to catch up with Glenn. I don't think the guy has an off switch. 
and Glenn's Million Dollar Roadshow is coming to Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and Perth from May 8 to May 11. Wow, that's quite the road trip. So here's the lineup: Jay Stanley, Adrian Bow, Aaron Sansoni, Mark Buros, Jody Curran, Melita Bell, Andrew G, Peter Gaduris, Chris Gilmore, Jared Carmen, Tom Carlin, the lovely Naomi Twyford, and of course, the man himself, Glenn Twiddle. Seating is limited, so can I suggest you secure your place or places now? I'm going to leave the link in the show notes to this episode, which is topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 113. But really, all you need to do is go to milliondollaragentssummit.com.au. That's milliondollaragents with an S, summit.com.au. So until next week, make sure you dream big and take names. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.